Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani. I'm joined today by Andrew Kinsler. Andrew, we're talking about a fun one today. Lucas Giolito, absolute dominance, 11 strikeouts over seven and two-thirds innings, only two runs for the White Sox. That was a final score, 2 nothing. That's all they needed, though. Uh, how are you feeling about this game? I feel good. I mean, it was a quick game to watch, in and out. Uh, you know, it just kind of felt like one of those Mark Burley games where, you know, both of the guys were really working quick out there, so it was good to see that, but... Absolutely. Just like you said, really fun game to watch out of Lucas Giolito. So, I mean, if we look over the final stat line, uh, he went seven and two thirds innings, only the three hits, which uh, those three were singles and 11 strikeouts. And there was a period of time where I think it was eight strikeouts in a row or he, yep. he got eight outs in a row via the strikeout. So that's yep, really that, was great from, to see. that was from the uh, second inning through two outs through the fourth. Yeah, so that's impressive stuff. And, um, you know, he really didn't get rattled. There was, you know, that one point in the third where walking Gore and then, you know, the attempted steal there where Whit Merrifield tried to step out. Um, a lot of times in that situation, you might see Lucas get a little bit, like, rattled if that was last season. But, uh, I mean, like, not at all. Yeah. With all that, he just, you know, kind of bared down there, threw a nice strike there, and... Uh, he got himself out of that inning. I love that play because, you know, Merrifield steps out. Like, I don't know if he just, like, forgot to call time or the ump just wasn't granting it. But either way, he stepped out of the box, looks at it, go. You know, I think it was, like, just a little bit to the outer half of the plate. Ump brings him up, and Giolito walks off the mound, and he's clapping his glove, yeah. <laughs> you know, looking right at Merrifield. I love that. Uh, it was good to see from Gio. Uh, career high. Career high 11 strikeouts today for Lucas Giolito. Uh, you know, he was the AL Pitcher of the Month for May, and he is just continuing his dominance right now. Um, I, I don't see how this guy isn't an all-star. Yeah, I mean, it was said all day on uh, the White Sox broadcast as well. But yeah, I mean, there really is no way that he won't be on on this all-star team uh, whenever that happens up here in July in Cleveland. I mean, he's just been absolutely shoving. And uh, he's really he's uh, really definitely picked up where he left off. Half calendar is flipped from May to June. I mean... It's a little early, but he's definitely on pace to be uh, the June pitcher of the month. So that's what you like to see there. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Uh, you know, you know what I thought was interesting? The strikeout like patterns. Uh, you know, you had mentioned like the eight in a row, uh, all those outs that he had gotten there uh, from that second to two outs in the fourth. Uh, but in the second inning, all of them were uh, backwards K's. And then uh, he had a all uh, swinging strikeout uh, of the side in the fifth inning. So I just thought it was funny how those were grouped together. Um, and, it, I mean, it was good to see it. So he was getting it, you know, uh, missing bats and then also fooling guys. Absolutely, yeah. And all day he was just pretty much painting the corners, you know. Um, him and James McCann just really had a great ball game out there. Um, you know, it's been said time and time again on here. I've said it a whole bunch, but... He really is a very different pitcher with James McCann. And one thing that I like to see is that I believe this is the fourth time this season that he's faced Kansas City, and pretty much every time they've just looked completely clueless up there. So even though they've seen him a, a bunch of different times, it's like he's able to like change his approach and still have these hitters off guard. I mean, it's not quite a dangerous lineup from the Royals. You know, it's not as dangerous as the Twins or, you know, some of these other teams that we'll be facing coming up here. It's just a big sign that when 
you're facing these teams multiple times of repeated successes there. Absolutely. And we talk about uh, beating up on teams within your division. Obviously, it's huge. You play 19 games against each team in your division, and the Royals are very beatable ones. So uh, it's good to see them get back on track. They were on a three-game losing skid before that. Uh, they have now broken that. White Sox are back to 30 and 33 right now. So um, all, all good stuff today from Lucas Giolito. Uh, actually, all from the pitching side. Uh, Lucas Giolito went seven and two thirds, like we had mentioned. And then Aaron Bummer came in and he did his job right away. Uh, one batter, that's all he needed. Uh, got that out, ground ball to second base, took care of business to get the last out of the eighth. And Kyle May comes in, locks it down in the ninth uh, with two strikeouts there. So uh, th- I think that was your picture-perfect pitching today all across the board. That's a tongue twister for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, just because of the high pitch count by Lucas Giolito from a lot of those, just because uh, pretty deep pitch counts per at-bat for – all of those strikeouts there. But, um, yeah, so he wasn't able to finish this one. And whenever you see him coming out, uh, you do start to get a little bit worried. But especially today, as you said, uh, really great performance from the bullpen in that limited action. So great to see Aaron Bummer coming right away. And then especially big, big bounce back game for Alex Colome after the rough ninth inning in the Tuesday loss against the Nationals. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to call uh, Bummer and Colome because, I mean, that was Colome's pretty much only real blemish of the season. I, can, I think we can say that. Um, Bummer and Colome, they're the money team to lock it down at the back end of the bullpen. That's what I'm going to call them. So we, we've talked a lot about the pitching here. It was great. Um, you know, Lucas Giolito, obviously, continuing uh, those two guys in the bullpen. But we there was only a little bit of offense in this game. So let's get right to it. Uh, we With this lineup that was trotted out today, no Yonder Alonso. Jose Rondon was in the DH spot for the White Sox, and he hit fifth. Um, I know you had a couple of comments uh, just about this uh, that we had talked about before we jumped on the call here. So you want to just air those out for the listeners? Yeah. So Yonder Alonso set today's game with what was called by Ricky Renteria as a mental respite. So not really sure what that means, but um, the quote continued and he said, sometimes you have to look at your guys and make a, a decision. And, I mean, if he's been looking at Alonzo all this season and then, you know, pretty much been, uh, like, deciding to put him in the four-hole, put him in in the five-hole all these games pretty much continuously, I mean, it's the same yonder Alonzo he's been looking at all year. So I find it questionable to have now be the time, but um, I am glad to see that adjustment finally being made just because, you know, He's been rough all year, and unless this whole mental respite thing really doesn't work out, I mean, it's going to continue that way. So it was yeah. questionable that Rondon was in there at, at uh, the five spot to replace him as the DH this game, but as you said, he was part of the only bit of offense here, so he got the single to get the offense going and believe it was the second inning. It and was then- the second inning. Eloy with the Oppo Taco bomb there, Johnny. What about that? I mean, that barely got out, but hey, a home run's a home run. I'll take it. Um, 
that that was uh and but it's great to see you know Eloy go oppo not everything has to be an absolute pull shot uh you know at, you know complete bomb uh he still hit it pretty hard uh it was enough to get out it just barely cleared that fence in right center right where the stands open up into that like bullpen area there so um i mean i, I like what i saw you know tony and i were uh i mean not not absolutely dogging them, but we were just saying, you know, oh, it like you seems like it takes White Sox prospects a while to like come into their own, and then what do we do right after? You know, we talk about Eloy, uh, he comes out and you know proves yeah. us wrong, which is great. You know what? I'll keep saying it. Yeah, Eloy, that's not enough. I need another one. <laughs> if it's gonna yeah. work, if they're gonna produce, I'll keep saying it. Uh, no, good for Eloy. That was great. Uh, that was the only offense uh, that we needed. There was no scoring other than that in this game. Um, the only other time that uh, we were threatening was in the sixth inning. Um, after Lurie had lined out, Moncada singled left, Jose walked, uh, then McCann grounded into a fielder's choice, Rondone lined out to short. So um, that, you know, just that was the other little tiny bit of a rally, I guess you could say, that we had. Uh, but the insurance runs with a guy like Luis Giolito, I mean, it's always nice to get him, but we didn't need him. So that was good to see. Uh, and then any, uh, you know, situation. Then the sixth inning was also a... Uh, another opportunity for the Royals because uh, Whit Merrifield singles and then Yost got ejected on uh, arguing and Alex Gordon, uh, you know, it was a first pitch to him, a strike that was probably low, but the zone was big all day. So he's got to understand that Yost gets tossed from the game and then Mondesi grounded into a fielder's choice. So he was on base there, but then he, you know, attempted to steal second throw goes into center and uh, Mondesi advances over to third. So that was a possible uh, opportunity for the Royals, probably their best one of the game. And luckily, uh, you know, Giolito was able to settle down there, didn't let it fluster him, and Solaire flew out to center field, Larry Garcia, and that was the extent of the threats, really. Yeah, so he was able to get out of that nicely, which was very good to see out of him. But, um, yeah, so you did mention Ned Yost getting tossed, and, I mean, he was heated. So to play devil's advocate on this one, you know, he did he did have somewhat of a point. As you mentioned, the, the strike zone was pretty wide all game. But, I mean, it was consistent. I mean, it was just wide the whole game from uh, start to finish, as you said. So, For both sides. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm sure he was glad to see those calls going against us. Um, but, you know, I guess he just wasn't too happy about that going up against his guys. And, uh he felt the need to, you know, be the big guy and kind of air things out, but um, try and get his team going a little bit, probably. Yeah. But you know what? That's okay. If when you have a calm, cool, collected pitcher who is doing his thing, mowing uh, the other team down, then it, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, none of that affects you, and it didn't for Giolito. So that was excellent to see. Um, other than that, uh, I mean, everything else is pretty much quiet here. If we're talking offensively this game, uh, Mancada had a single, Rondon with that single, like you had mentioned, to get on for Eloy, Eloy with the home run and those two RBIs. Timmy had a single, um, and then uh, Yolmer had a single as well. So only five hits total for the good guys today. Only three for Kansas City, though. So, uh, you know, low-scoring game, but a low-scoring game that I like to watch because it means that Lucas Giolito was dominant once again, and the bullpen had no uh, funny business there. <laughs> it was just, you know, straight down to it, uh, it nothing to uh, get us worked up about. So you, you got anything else from today's game before we move into the series finale? No, I mean, that's all for me, unless you had anything. Um, I'm pretty uh, excited about tomorrow's game. Yeah, just uh, just one thing going back on uh, when you had mentioned uh, Yonder Alonso sitting out today and Ricky's quote and all there. 
I, I believe in early May, I had mentioned something on Sox on Tap. Well, we should give Yonder some days off. Uh, just let him clear his head. So I think Ricky's a couple, you know, what almost, yeah. a full, oh, he's a full month behind the Sox on Tap minds here. No, I'm just kidding. I know it's tough decisions to make and whatever. Um, but well, I, I did, did say, say that, that it would it may, it may have helped him if he set out the last two games of a road trip before returning home. Um, I don't know. But that was just, you know, something that I just wanted to air out. That's all I've got on today's game. Yeah, so. I mean, he, he does always say that, uh, he doesn't pay attention to wins and loss, doesn't pay attention to the record and whatnot. So maybe he doesn't pay attention to uh, which episode of Socks on Tap he's tuning into. Just, you know, kind of like <laughs> listens to a, a random one there and was like, oh, hey, that's a, that's a great idea by our Johnny Nani there. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll use that one. Um, you know, <laughs> as you said, even after the two off days he had when we were playing in an NL Park against the Nationals. So... Yeah. Who knows yeah. how long this extended stay on the bench for him will be. Um, you know, I know quite a few people are hoping it's an eternal stay on the bench for him, but I'm <laughs> not so that. sure that's as likely. Um, you know, hopefully he's able to figure things out. We've been saying that all year. Hopefully he gets everything sorted out and can contribute to this team that so desperately needs him. Honestly, I think we'll probably see him back in the lineup tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow... <laughs> It is uh, the series finale in Kansas City, 1.15 p.m. Central to start. Uh, it's Reynaldo Lopez for the White Sox, 3-6, and six, 6.62 ERA against Glenn Sparkman for the Royals, uh, 1-1, 3.77 ERA. Um, you know, Glenn Sparkman got ejected from the last game that the White Sox and Royals played uh, with him pitching in it, and that was for throwing a changeup 81 miles an hour uh, at Timmy's head, and of course the Kansas City broadcasters think that's nothing to, uh, you know, get upset about. But uh, <laughs> what about you? Uh, what do you think about that? And do you think there will be any more sparks flying from Sparkman tomorrow? <laughs> Love that uh, play on words there, Johnny. But, I mean, you know, I hope to not see any of that, but if that does happen, I guess, you know, you would like to see all of the talk coming from the bat, uh, stick talk, as our boy Timmy likes to call it. But yeah, so this is an exact rematch of the game. I think it was a few, it was like two Wednesdays ago where mm-hmm. Sox had that great big lead for a while. And then um, pretty similar to what Reynaldo Lopez has been doing on the bump lately, um, he kind of blew the lead a little bit there, making it a closer game there towards the end. So uh, hoping to see, hoping to see Reynaldo get back on track here. Um, you know, it's been pretty much talked about where a lot of people are really saying, you know, does he fit best long-term in the bullpen? You know, does he need a trip back to AAA? Um, I mean, you're facing almost a AAA lineup with the Kansas City Royals. So hopefully this is what he needs to get back on track here. But um, yeah, we really do need to see more out of him this season if um, he figures to be a key piece of the rebuild. I think every start right now is crucial for Reynaldo Lopez. He has been up since the uh, August of, or late July, actually, of 2017. Um, looked, you know, he was inconsistent, but looked better, you know, I mean, a lot better last season than he has this season. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the problem is with Reynaldo Lopez, but hopefully, like you had said, a team that does look like a AAA lineup uh, in the Kansas City Royals can help him uh, figure some things out. And hopefully, 
uh, the White Sox bats can, you know, I know we provided them with run support on Tuesday night, but let's uh, let's crank that up even more. Uh, let's uh, really. How many it, runs do we need for him? I to mean, not let's really. Shot. I mean, let's really put it out of reach. Let's bat around. Let's you know do, do whatever we have to. Uh, I, I don't want to lose this ball game. I don't want to lose this series to Kansas City. Um, I want to get back creeping towards that 500. Um, it will, it, we're at uh, you know uh, 30 and 33 right now. So that would put us within two with another win and a chance to take it back when we would be, uh, you know, or reach that when we would be at the game together on Tuesday night, then Andrew. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the just seems so far like out of reach um, us getting to the 500 record. It's just kind of like, it's just like, you know, that one video, uh, Oh, like you weren't fast enough or whatever. Uh, You got to be quicker than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) You know, that's just kind of how it feels. It feels like we're right there about to grab that dollar bill and then just gets pulled right back away from us. And then here we are, you know, hoping to get back there as we're still three games away from it. So, yeah, um, I would I would really like to see that as we've been saying about all of all of these, you know, potential times that we've been able to get to 500 because, you know, after this last game with the Royals and. And then also following the end of the two-game series, we'll have upcoming against Washington. This schedule gets tough. I mean, it's been said a lot, but uh, it really does get hard. So let's get to 500 while we can, I guess, because um, no more freebies out there for a while. um, Yeah. Especially through July. The Yankees are coming into town for a four-game set starting next Thursday. That was after the Washington series. That is Monday, Tuesday. So, um, I mean, it's it's a weekend that's loaded with promos. Uh, they're trying to hype it up, and I really want the White Sox to play some good baseball out there because there would uh, the national spotlight's going to be at. You're going to get a lot more attention just because it's the Yankees. Um, that's just the way things work in baseball. Any sort of New York team gets you know plastered with coverage. They'll be uh, one of the first highlights shown on MLB Network, um, and whether that be good or bad uh good for the white Sox, or they're getting smoked so like you said i hope we can get that morale up get uh the record up to around that 500 and then um hopefully you know go into that and uh just you know the thing is it feels like a series like you know we go into you know feeling good after uh taking two from houston then you go into minnesota one of the best teams in the al and just get absolutely smoked all weekend. I don't want that to happen, especially uh, at our home field. So um, that's all I've got for uh, this edition of Socks on Tap. You have any closing thoughts? Um, I guess only thing else I want to do is I just want to go through our pick to clicks. Ooh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, We do. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, Who are you thinking here, Johnny? Uh, I am going to go with James McCann. If he plays, if not, then I'll go with Jose. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that is a great pick. Hopefully he does. Play. Actually, no, uh, not, not that I think about it. McCann probably won't play. It'll probably be beef because it's Lopez on the mound. So yeah, um, Jose, Jose, then I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, we would like to see more out of James McCann, which we actually have been, um, you know, since beef has been on the aisle and then pretty much even when he came back, I, I, think McCann has started all of those games except for one so yeah maybe it might be about that time to see him get his rest but you know just for the sake of his stats for the sake of him being up towards the top considering um a league leader in 
the batting average. I don't think he still qualifies yet. So I, I, I do want to see him continue to get those reps in there. So, yeah, I am probably going to go with Yoan Mankata then. So he's been hitting pretty well as of late here, um, particularly back in the Washington series where he hit a, a few home runs uh, and pretty good against Glenn Sparkman. So uh, the last time he faced him, he went yard, I believe. So uh, look for him to keep that going and hopefully we get a win to close out this series. Uh, so now that's all I have other than let's go White Sox. Yeah, I was jumping the gun there. That is it. Let's get a win, uh, win the series, and bring it back home with good vibes rolling. Uh, 500. Let's go White Sox.